Hi, welcome to Scratching the Surface. I'm Jarrett Fuller, and this is my podcast about design criticism and practice. In this first episode of 2017, I am talking to Armin Witt, who of course is behind the under-consideration empire with his wife, Bryony Gomez-Palacio, which is probably most known for the popular logo blog, Brand New, but also includes blogs on print design, mini design, and they run the popular Brand New conference. In this conversation, I talked to Armin about how he started blogging the origins of Speak Up, which was the popular design blog that he ran in the early 2000s, and then why he decided to shut it down in 2009. Uh, We talked about the evolution of design criticism, logos, and what, if any, value there is in a design discourse. For those of you who have listened to previous episodes of this podcast, you know that design blogs of the early 2000s were very influential in my design education, and Speak Up was easily one of the most important. And so it was great to talk to Armin about his thoughts on writing and ask him about how blogs and social media have changed over the years. So without any more delay, enjoy my conversation with Armin Witt. Um, I told, I kind of want to start, I told this story to Michael Beirut when I interviewed him also. I kind of came to design uh, when I was in high school around 2002, 2003. I grew up in suburban Pennsylvania, had never met a real graphic designer before. And so my first introduction to graphic design was online in 2002, 2003 was kind of right at the beginning of design blogs. Um, and so things like Design Observer and then Speak Up were uh, pretty influential to me in, in kind of my earliest design education. Um, and so I kind of thought that that would be a good place to start. I was curious um, kind of how you started blogging and what that kind of experience was like for you kind of in those early, early days. Yeah, so... I came into blogging mostly by two things. One would be a little bit of a discontent with kind of like the state of what people online, what designers online were talking about when they talked about graphic design. And at the time, this was like right as the dot-com bubble burst and everything was about flash animations and 3D exploding polygon things that look cool as hell, but had no meaning (laughs) whatsoever. Um, So that was one thing where I thought, like, there should be something online where traditional graphic designers that were trained in print and Mm -hmm. logo and identity, uh, that they could talk about the things that they found interesting other than this all all this other tangential stuff that was mostly stylistic. Um, And then at the same time, I had stumbled on a blog called Typographica, uh, Mm. which I got involved by leaving comments, and I enjoyed the reading because it was all about type and typography and typefaces. And after leaving a few comments, they invited me to be a regular author on the site. And that was my first... um, uh, the first time I saw how a blog actually worked, and this was a movable type, and I had gotten some experience on designing websites from my time at uh, March 1st in Atlanta, Georgia, which was my first job. So I knew how to do HTML, not very good, but enough that I could do something. 
and then coupled with movable type, I thought, hmm, this is something I could do. Um, so pairing those two things, I thought I'll start. I'll just start a blog where I'll say whatever I want because I have opinions about stuff. Uh, I don't know if they're good, valid, or anyone will really care. But I'll just start it and see what happens. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just started writing about things that I liked or didn't like, and then I started emailing. I was like no one knew about the blog speak up there was no reason why one <laughs> right. would know about it um so i had to do some pr for myself and i just emailed like steve heller and michael barut and michael rock and everyone okay. that i thought should be reading my blog and some of them did some of them didn't some of them passed it on to other people and then next thing you know, people are like paying attention to things that I'm writing and having an opinion on my opinion or an opinion on the thing that I'm having an opinion on. And it was just like, oh my God, wow, this is great. Um, yeah. So that that was the start. And, and so you, after after you started Speak Up, you then kind of branched off onto some other kind of other topics more specific like brand new and the the print blog were those all did those all kind of start they were there was overlap between those correct there was a slight overlap between brand new and speak up <clears throat> and that's actually part of a, an interesting part of the story uh speak up started in 2002 2003 and you know for the next two three years it just grew and grew both in um uh, the audience as well as the quality of the writing uh, i matured from you know a 25 year old when i started to you know a very wise 28 year old uh, so it it and it you know it was nice to see that evolution uh, growing from something that was just kind of like uh, hey look at this this is cool or hey right. look at this this sucks into something that actually provided something of value to other people. And that was partly because of me, partly because of the other writers that started becoming uh, regular authors on the site. And then as the quality of the writing grew and as the engagement of the people in the comments got more intense, like the comments on Speak Up were like real discussions and uh, people got really into it. Um, and then eventually, then there was the UPS logo redesign Oh, and right. that that changed a lot that was that took us from like you know 100 comments a day to like a thing where we had 300 comments and everybody was like oh my god i can't believe what they did to the paul van logo <laughs> and so i we saw that there was uh, some potential there was interest in talking about logos and then a few other big logo changes came about like the vh1 and united way and the discussions tended to be, oh, this sucks, this doesn't suck, as opposed to like the 500 word comments that we were getting used to. Um, and then part of the criticism about Speak Up was, oh, this is just a place where people come to say how much something sucks and how yeah. and logo discussions are not as interesting as those, you know, whatever, talking about certification or emigrate or right. AIGA or whatever. So then in 2006, I thought, all right, fine. I'll put all these uh, logo discussions in, on its own blog. And that's how Brand New started. And I think we posted like one or two things a week on Brand New. And, sorry, my dog is barking. So. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah, the mail came. So. <laughs> um, anyway, that's fine. Um, the, all right. 
so then, so with brand new, you know, it started slowly. Um, and then that just snowballed in what it is today, which is a really large uh, blog. And, it, you know, what was interesting was that a lot of designers were like, no, we shouldn't be having this important discussions about logos. And now everybody yeah. wants to talk about logos. Yeah, that's that's something I wanted to talk to you about is because I feel like in a lot of ways you were kind of ahead head of the discussion with brand new and there are more people talking about logos now than probably ever before in history and and this has come up in a couple of the interviews that I've done how has that changed has that changed at all how you think about what brand new is as a site yeah I think it does because um you know in the last year whenever there's a big logo change I'm not just I used to have like no competition, like no one talked about logos. And now I have to compete against Wired and Vanity Fair oh, and yeah. Huffington Post. So the I can't compete uh, either in volume of the audience just because those sites are huge. Um, mm-hmm. I, can, I also cannot compete on speed. You know, like they'll have 10 writers ready to go at any time. Where like, you know, I, I usually post brand new... I'll prepare the post that's you know between five and six thirty in the morning, and then that's it. Like I wait till the next day. So if something right. breaks at ten a.m., you know I'm, it's not going to be brand new until the next day, and that's like slow <laughs> right. know, yeah. in internet time. Um, yeah. So I can't compete on those accounts, but what I can do is like I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna be able to talk about this in a way that all these other magazines can't. And one is nerding out about the technicalities of a logo what it Mm -hmm. does well what it doesn't do well and i'm able to rationalize it better than you know fast company i mean they have some good articles but when they talk about logos it's like they're in a competition (laughs) yeah like who can be the snarkiest about it and they get nothing meaningful written so you know in that way like i'm gonna try i'm gonna do the best i'm gonna do it rationally and to the most more often than not you know i'll get a few better images than other um, uh, mm. websites, like some design firms, they'll save you know a couple of images for me. Um, so there's a little bit of that going on, but at the end, it's just like I this is what I do, this is what I know, and I'm pretty sure I can write about it better and in a more meaningful way than any of these other bigger outlets. Yeah. Um, and it's not because I'm a better writer or a better critic. I just have been doing it since 2006. Um, <laughs> right. So it's by sheer repetition, I've gotten good at it. And I know, I kind of know what uh, our audience wants to read from us that they cannot get from somewhere else. Yeah, I. that's interesting. I have two, I have two kind of questions kind of going off that. Uh, it, it, there are two parts to it. One is... Um, how has that do you still do you still do um client design work at all or are you all kind of uh only working on your own projects now uh i would say it's 10 percent work for clients 90 percent for us oh okay has that has that have right let me think how to phrase this <laughs> has that writing about branding and logos changed your own design process or how you think about design and then the second part of the question is how do you think that your kind of like running commentary on this has changed um and the value that that kind of brings to the design profession as a whole right so i think the to the first part i 
I'm not sure it has changed other than, I mean, it, it affects in that whenever we do design something and when we, the things that we design are for the, for our same audience that we're writing for. So, mm-hmm. you know, I write, I may write about, you know, the detriments of a logo and then to that same audience, I'm saying, come to our brand new conference, which is going to be great. And that <laughs> brand new conference has an identity for it. So right. if I don't, like literally, if I don't walk the walk, I can't talk the talk. If I don't put my money where my mouth is, <laughs> yeah. you know, so it forces me to that whatever we do has to be either really good or just really, really weird where people are like, I have no idea what to, how to comment on this. Um, so it does for, it has forced us to figure out ways to do things that are a little bit different uh, or that build upon the things that we're writing. Um, I think if we're if our business relied on doing work for clients, we would have a really hard time, yeah. uh, kind of like put you know following what we pre- preach, just because it's really hard. I mean, doing really good design work on a really consistent basis for clients um, is hard. Uh, so having that kind of like magnifying glass back reflected back on us based on what we write, would be really tiring. Right. Uh, so to a degree, I'm glad we're, we don't have to put up like client <laughs> case studies on a regular basis for people to to critique us back. Um, so when it's like, again, like uh, when it comes back to the things that we do, uh, we're designing for designers. So we have a little bit more leeway and, mm-hmm. you know, we can do whatever we, we want. And we can say like, if you don't like it, well, too bad. We did it for us. We paid for it. You know, it's that's what it right. is. So there is that. And then the second part of the question was how, if my writing has, or if like the writing about logos has an influence on the industry. Yeah, or... yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I think if, you know, I'm, I think it's, the I, I, I repeat this a lot, but the what I do on Brand New isn't so much criticism. It's more, it's more like sports commentator, being a sports commentator where you're calling the plays. Yeah. And, you know, like Marv Albert has watched, whatever, 10,000 uh, basketball games. So he knows how to talk the language. He knows what, how things work. He knows what's what. And I think that's what I, what I end up doing on Brand New, which is just calling it as I see it. And I think, uh, you know, people pay attention to some of the technicalities about what I write, whether, you know, if I point out some kerning or if I point out like, oh, you know, you shouldn't pair two sensors that look almost alike, but uh, but they're not exactly alike or not too different. And if they go back and they're like, oh, you know, there's two typefaces that we chose, maybe that's not right. You know, maybe there's a little bit of that. Uh, and then there's also like the, the more superficial level where, you know, I've gotten uh, designers at, you know, large design firms that tell me that their client is saying, we don't want to get smashed on brand new by Armin, so please do a good job for us. <laughs> wow. So there's a little bit of that influence that you know is gratifying at an ego level, but I, I don't know what else it does other than maybe kind of like get rid of some <laughs> shitty design in the world, which is not a bad thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of, that's actually kind of amazing. Um, I'm curious. I, I wanted to. That was something I wanted to ask you about that kind of s- snap judgment that you kind of have to make. Um, because you are responding to it immediately. Uh, and so I think that's interesting. I think that's an interesting analogy, the sports 
uh, commentator. D has that gotten easier for you now that you've been doing this for 10 years? Can you kind of form a paragraph or two or, or more kind of right away when you see a rebrand? Yeah, it's, it's almost like the moment I see it, I know um whether i'm whether i like it or not and kind of like what I, what my impression is and what i can uh you know what can i compare it to what can i relate it to what has come before it what does it have to do with the audience so yeah a lot of it is just uh, kind of like doing it every having done it every day for a lot of days so th there's an yeah. ease to that and kind of like this um criticism that we shouldn't uh, criticize a logo without seeing it in action over time. Like, well, that's, you know, as people, we have, we form first impressions on everything, on other people, on uh, packaging on the shelves, on a fruit, on the, yeah. <laughs> you know, you might grab an apple and you're like, eh, I don't like how this looks, but, you know, it might be the best tasting apple or it looks <laughs> great, but it doesn't. So if you're, I think we have to, there's something about first impressions and snap judgments. I think there's something valid to them. Um, sure, it'd be great to see a logo released, wait two years, and then write an opinion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but then like no one would read that. Right. Uh, like people come to the site because they want to hear uh, uh, about the latest thing and they want to have an opinion about it right away, and then they want to move on to whatever comes the next day. Yeah. Um, Yes, I think the trick is being able to say something meaning, meaningful within <clears throat> a short period of time. And yeah, a lot of it just has to do with um, a general understanding of of how, you know, because I worked, having worked at Pentagram at other design firms, mm -hmm. that gave me the insight of how things work on the client side with big clients and what it takes to get these things done. So, you know, it's it's nice to have had that experience because then I can, I know some of the kind of like inner mechanisms of how design firms work, how clients work. And then there's like a, a uh, kind of like a mystery phase between when a client yeah. and a designer agree on something and then they launch it. Then like, you know, a year can pass, a lot of people can get involved. So that's usually, whenever you see something that launches badly it's just because uh it's kind of like that mystery phase that you know right. something happened along the way uh, but anyway yeah part of it is just uh most of it is just being familiar with how it works inside and outside yeah i'm i'm curious i'm, I'm curious now kind of thinking about that how have you seen well so you you started speak up in 2002 and then you started brand new in 2006 and so that's now been going for 10 years and then speak up close probably around 2009 ish i yeah. think mm -hmm. how in that time kind of how do you feel like the discourse in the design community has changed um and i'm oh, thinking of things yeah. like like social yeah, media and the, things like that yeah the, and it's the 99 percent the reason why we close speak up um, we started noticing that people were on speak up instead of leaving a comment, um, for a while, like between 2007 and 2009, <clears throat> a lot of people and companies started their own blogs thinking that that's where they would put their opinions. And that took away some of the energy in the comments on speak up. 
then huh. Twitter came about and people started to put their opinions on Twitter saying like, oh, I read this on Speak Up and this is what I think. Uh, Twitter and F- Facebook, whatever. Instead of on Speak Up, which was at some point it was the only place where you could do it or the Send Observer or whatever. Um, but the moment that everyone had the tool to share a tiny opinion and have other people react to it, um, that took away, that kind of like uh, decentralized the place where you would have discussions. Um, and it also kind of like shrunk the attention span that people had to read yeah. anything longer than a paragraph or 140 <laughs> characters. Yeah. Um, so, and I, like my, like me myself, I, I had run out of energy to to write longer pieces because, mm. in part, because you know, again, running out of energy, and also there was no uh, feedback. There was no like little feedback from the mm-hmm. audience. So like, all right, maybe you know, we have all run out of energy. We just don't want to do this anymore. Um, and I think in the years since, uh, between two thousand nine, since we closed Speak Up, and now, you know, I haven't, I haven't really read. Kept, I, I don't read as much graphic design as I used to, um, partly because there isn't that much out there, partly because <laughs> yeah. I, maybe I, I got kind of like saturated for a while. But um, now, like if I wanted to read something meaty about graphic design, I don't, I don't even know where to start uh, or what, where to look. So yeah. I, think, yeah, I think a lot of people just want... And, Finally, kind of like the last nail in the coffin for any kind of like design writing is Instagram, where mm. it's just like a visual onslaught of stuff. Um, yeah. And, you know, anything that you have to read is just painful. If you can just look at something <laughs> right. and, you know, be provoked or be entertained or whatever, then that's much more uh, feasible in the long term and more kind of like short term satisfaction for most people than sitting down and saying, all right, I'm going to read a 2000 word essay on graphic design. Right. Yeah. Doesn't really hold the same appeal. Yeah. Do you think, do you think that there's a possibility for a speak up type site or something like that anymore? Or do you think that that's just a thing of the past now and that, you know, we're moving into a kind of a new way to talk about this stuff? Yeah. I think, I mean, Every now and then I get the, like, even every now and then I think maybe there should be, like, a Speak Up revival. But, like, no one is going to read it. Like, no one is really <laughs> going to give a shit. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think part of it is because people are more, more interested in doing and putting things out there and consuming mm. things than talking or writing about graphic design. And, like, I myself, I don't really want to write about graphic design and, you know, do think pieces about graphic design because I don't I'm not sure how much it matters, uh, and that's like a, like a horrible thing to say, to yeah. you know, in general, and specifically <laughs> to someone who's doing a, right. you know a, a master's dissertation on this subject. But uh, yeah, I think it's it's a weird time for design writing, and a lot of it has to do with just how much and how cool visual stuff there is. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean that's that's interesting, and that's kind of what I was what I was curious about, and I think some of the reason why I'm even doing this project is because of my own doubts of how much value it even adds. Um, and so, so it's interesting to kind of hear your side of it as someone who's done that um, and is kind of doing some different, kind of doing it in a different way now, I think is actually really interesting. Um, my last question, just to kind of wrap it up a little bit, 
um, which is kind of related to that is, are there any uh, kind of like issues or topics in the design profession that you think need more discourse around them? Uh, the way that, you know, logos have it, for example. You know, I, that's a hard thing to answer because I, I think we're all doing pretty okay. You know, (laughs) I think we've, we're, we're doing good work. Um, I think the, you know, in the kind of like the early discourse of, uh, like 1980s, 1990s of what is our purpose as graphic designers? What is, uh, you know, how should we kind of like, what are we meant to do with this kind of like yeah. power that we have? Uh, I think we figured that out and mm-hmm. some people went and did things for social change. Some people went and did packaging. Some other people did went and did uh, startups. Other people like us, you know, we thought, well, right, let's do generate content for other designers. Uh, so I think those questions kind of like help separate um, the design profession into more um, areas of speci- specialization. And it was like, all right, you do packaging, you make money, go, you know, <laughs> right, go, go wild. I'm going to yeah. stick with my, you know, cultural clients or I'm going to do uh, things that are meaningful in the social sphere and I'm going to struggle financially and that's perfectly <laughs> fine i think we've come to grips with that uh, and i think part of it had to do with uh, all that writing um i think yeah. nowadays you know I've, and I, again like logo design i don't think uh, that benefit i mean maybe it benefits the industry in a strange way, but I don't think we depend on it. I think if we didn't talk about logos, we would just keep doing them. Uh, some would suck, some would suck less, some would be great. Um, right. But, you know, I'm, I'm not sure um, if there's any air, specific area that would benefit. I think the, you know, the area that uh, is on everyone's mind is uh, diversity. And what does diversity mm-hmm. mean in graphic design? Like, I'm a designer. I'm originally from Mexico. Does that have any effect in what I, in how I design or how I should right. be designing? You know, if you're a um, woman or man, does that have, what does, should that somehow kind of like manifest in se- itself in how people design? You know, does it yeah. matter? So I think that's the one area that people are focusing on or, but mostly they're focusing on that. Where's how come they're not represented if they're out there, um, right? And you know that's just a matter of I don't know what's a matter of. It's just the way it is, um, for better or for worse. Um, so maybe there's something there, and I think the you know AIGA is more it's doing a good job on that. And um, so yeah, I think there's areas for improvement, but I don't know how much our future depends on it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's really, that's interesting. I think that, I think there is something to it of more of less kind of like what the profession is and just how we operate and what we kind of bring to it, I think is actually a really interesting, uh, interesting topic. And, and uh, I I just kind of want to end by thanking you again uh, for your time. I thought this was really interesting and really helpful. And um, your writing has uh, had a really profound impact on my work. So I really, really appreciate your time and talking with me. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. 
This episode was recorded on July 22nd, 2016. Our theme music is by Andy Borgasani. We're on Twitter at Surface Podcast. You can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud and at scratchingthesurface.fm. Thanks for listening.